spoken word. A taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wurundjeri land in the Kulin Nation. Stolen land, we pay our respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. In today's show, we have another selection of eclectic poetry to play for you including material recorded by local poets and contributed to the show through the Spoken Word website, as well as a haunting production by Panda Wong. Firstly, a piece by Ipsham Shabazz, a young writer and poet based in Nam. Her work is influenced by the amalgamation of her childhood in Australia and her Pakistani heritage. She has a passion for literature and prose and is currently working on her manuscript for a poetry collection, Thank you, Ipsham, for sharing your work with us. Hi, everyone. My name is Ibtisam Shabazz, and I'm 22 years old from Melbourne. I'm also an editor, um, a poetry and writing editor at Belonging Magazine, and in my spare time, I like to write short stories and poetry. Um, and this poem is close to my heart, and it's called What Do You Yearn For? Music pulsing on a nerve. Constructs unidentifiable, growing, falling, settling, within. Break the shackles of limitations. The gold's lining of their lies are but a prison. March on to see the light fracture through its embers. Find the hope of beauty amongst the rubble of pain. Lift the clipped shards of oneself, the doubt, the hurt, the regret, the pieces we avoid and the ones we cower behind. Hold them in our hands and let the discomfort bleed. Notice your reflection, fractured faces, ideas of self. Who are you really? Hold these ruins in the palm of your writhing hands and piece by piece unearth your roots of love fall and flourish until you can't be shattered any longer. That was the voice and poetry of Ipsham Shabazz. Our next piece was written and recorded by the ever-charming and talented Richard Mudford, who many listeners will have no doubt seen at spoken word events around town. Richard is a New Zealander living in Melbourne, and this poem was penned during one of our COVID lockdowns. The Old Life. After the news came through, we packed the old life into boxes, taped them shut and hauled them out onto the porch. They could wait there until we decided what to do. At the gate, we turned and looked back. The boxes had begun to breathe, but only slowly and with great difficulty. There were no cars on the road. Maybe there'd been something on the television that we'd missed. We passed people standing in their front yards. Some were looking up at the clouds. 
Others were dressed in their good clothes and seemed to be waiting for someone to arrive. At the supermarket, only half the lights were working. We walked up and down the aisles amongst people we didn't know. We stopped by the pasta from Campania. We stopped by the fabric softener from Ferntree Gully. We stood in the deli section and took turns trying to count all the things that were missing. We saw a security guard look at us and talk into her radio. We couldn't remember why we'd come, but we remembered there'd been a reason. When we got back at last, the boxes had gone, the porch had gone, the whole house had been cleared away, leaving an expanse of glittering white sand. It was warm to the touch, and when the sun came out from behind the clouds, it hurt to look at it. That was the voice of Richard Mudford. You are on 3CR Spoken Word, 855 AM on the radio, or perhaps streaming from 3cr.org.au. The next piece I'd like to play was sent into our website, which is 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word, by Leia Runas, and quite early in the morning too. Now, I really love that Leia's just seized on her poetic intuition and recorded it and shared it with us. So fresh. So thank you, Leah. Okay, um, so I don't have a title for this poem as I did only write it at 6.30 this morning, but here it goes. I don't think you could accept that I'd love you for all you are, your flaws and imperfections. I'd even love you for your scars. I'm no fool. I could already see you were afraid. To avoid feign failure, you'd do all you could to evade. Evade what we'd find before we could accede to what we found, forgetting we could swim as you were adamant we'd both drown. You didn't even give us a chance or a moment to breathe. You decided for us, you took the lead, in a completely other direction as far away from me, when all I'd ever wanted was for you to see. I'm not like everyone else. I don't scare easily. I'm not afraid of your pain or what it is that you've lost of your fears or your anger or whatever it may cost. I'll have endless patience and compassion, if that's what it takes, for you to see what you're worth and that your heart I won't break. For I saw something in you, whether you believe it or not, and that didn't require much of an afterthought. Decided then and there I needed to know you more because what I felt inside simply couldn't be ignored. Maybe it was the way your lips felt pressed against mine. How time seized for a moment, there was no such thing as time. How you and I just perfectly aligned, and how I found something I didn't look to find. You are listening to The Spoken Word Show on 3CR. The piece we just heard was by Leia Runas, and we'll post links to more of her work on our website after the show. The place to go is 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word where you too can send us your poetry by clicking the Contribute a Poem link. This next piece was shared by Rebecca Louise Clark. Rebecca is a writer, scholar and media artist whose more recent work centres around memory and mothering. When the demolition happened, we weren't surprised. No one warned us exactly, but when you've rented old houses for most of your life, you grow a sense for these things. 
As it always happens, a guy in a suit turned up on our neighbor's doorstep to just give an estimate on the property. Our tenant's senses were tingling, and then they were given the eviction notice. We had known the neighbors since COVID's debut in the beginning of last year. Conversations between us were muted and brief, held over fences and under masks. Our girl, little A, had developed a friendship with the neighbor's boy through glass. She and he, both the same age, stared at each other through bedroom windows. They were graced with two brief periods of play. An afternoon in which he called to her through our fly-wire door. She dressed as a princess and he as a knight. And on a summer night in a spot between dinner and bath time, his mum and I entered each other's houses, barefoot and tentative to see what was inside. I can say without a doubt she was the best neighbour we've had. She laughed easily in a way that told me she saw how absurd life could be. We talked over fences when the mood struck. At other times, we knew to pass by quickly, without words or even a wave. When our kids tantrumed in driveways, doorways, the middle of the street, we'd shoot each other a glance that said we knew that awful something and move on quickly, returning back to our own worlds. The day we saw the moving truck, it was too much for little A. After a year of unexplained changes and disappointments, her best friend, as she called him, was leaving too. From our living room, we watched his mother pack the truck. We knocked on our window, caught her eye, and like mimes, pulled sad faces. She sad-faced back, and even from this distance, I was sure I could see a little of her grief. The questions came from little A. Was he really gone forever? Where to? And how would we see him again? I masked again and walked her next door to say goodbye. I put our neighbor's number in my phone, knowing I probably wouldn't see her again, and to all our surprise, I hugged her. When the earthquake came, it was the first one I'd felt. My first thought was, oh, not the demolition again, as we'd felt just days before, the house being uprooted like a blackened tooth. I yelled out, earthquake, in a tone a little too calm, I thought. It wasn't his first. When the tremor subsided, little A said she thought it was just another moving truck. When construction workers were breaking the house, as little A put it, I felt the sound of demolition in my body. I should be writing, I thought, but nothing I did made the sound go away. The prospect of months and months of building sounds rolled out before me in my mind and I fell into dark. Swallowed by the sound, it felt like a death. Certain no one else knew this, I slipped into loneliness. Sitting by the window, I saw debris from a breaking house float past. It looked like it was frantically trying to hold on to something. On its way out, it got tangled in our clothes, drying on the line. I thought, this could be beautifully cinematic if I could just see it that way. The soundtrack, industrial. The subtext, this world is ending. That night when we had our first moment alone, ah, after a day of acting like his usual temper itself, doing chores and getting things done, confessed that he had been thinking about how we were witnessing a kind of death, the loss of a home, a home that families had lived whole lives in. Maybe we are mourning, he said. On a sunlit morning, we went outside to see the damage. We spotted two ravens, as big and shiny as cats, pecking over the newly revealed land. They're finding treasures, one of us said. Little A marvelled at the empty plot. We grabbed a bucket, pushed through the makeshift fence and wandered through the black dirt. At closer inspection, we could see pieces of the broken house scattered on the ground. Look, Mum, treasures, little A yelled out, and we gathered them, shards of memory. 
Dinner, bath time, laughter, songs, soft words, sharp words, love and dirt. We held them. From Iran to the Americas, the Pacific to Palestine, and here in so-called Australia, people are standing up for freedom and liberation. This May Day at Melbourne State Library joined the Voice of Revolution Iran Melbourne, the Black People's Union, renegade activists, unionists, and people from all over the world as we stand together in understanding that we are all in this together. A lineup of speakers and music from around the world demanding justice and celebrating our common struggles and our common humanity will be announced on the event page soon. You can find the event by searching May Day for Freedom and Liberation on Facebook. May Day for Freedom and Liberation, 5.30pm, Monday 1st of May at State Library, Victoria. A 3CR community radio supporter. This poem is called Learning. I want to learn. I want to grow. There's so much that I just don't know. Like a puzzle that changes. But do the pieces fit? And when I finally get something, I feel like that's it. As my perception changes, everything may change. Sometimes I feel like it stimulates the brain. Learning is a gift that we all have been given. All we have to do is listen. Sometimes we are taught what we are taught is not the true story. And if we work that out, do we celebrate in glory? Are you excited by learning or are you scared that there are many things that may enter your head? People have knowledge that needs to be shared because the stories will be lost when you're dead. You may have wisdom that no one knows and this is something you could show. To open a mind or change a life People themselves can decide what's right. And knowledge is wisdom. So the more you know in this world where we evolve and grow can help the world as things do change and they may not see things the same way again. Thank you. That was a poem by Cranbourne poet Stephen Atkinson. And before that we heard a piece by Rebecca Louise Clark. This is The Spoken Word Show on 3CR. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for tuning in. Our next work is by poet and editor Panda Wong from her book Angel Wings Dumpster Fire. It is taken from her spoken word album, which is called Salmon Cannon Me Into the Abyss, which you should definitely check out online. We'll post a link after the show. This piece is called When It Comes to You, This Poem is Compost. And a warning for sensitive ears, there is a tiny bit of coarse language in this one. This is Panda Wong. Every moment there is a baby bird. Noi dogs. 
Don't forget that wounds are prone to infection, prone to infection.
Panda Wong with a poem from her album Angel Wings Dumpster Fire. And this has been the Spoken Word Show. Today we also heard pieces from Ipsham Shabazz, Richard Mudford, Leah Runas, Rebecca Louise Clark and Stephen Atkinson. Please tune in every Thursday at 9am for your weekly dose of poetry on the best community radio station on the planet. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening. 
baby bird.